HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, road trippers, it's time for another episode of Agave Road Trip, brought to you by La Luna Mezcal de Michoacan. Strap yourselves in, grab a copita of La Luna, and let's hit the road. This is Lou Bank. This is Chava Periwan. And this is Agave Roger, the podcast where we explain to gringo bartenders as much as we know about agaves. And other people as well. There's other people that are interested in this. That are I don't care about them. I only want to talk to gringo bartenders. It's fine then. Okay. So today, this being the first like meaty episode, I think we should talk about agave. The origin of it all. Yeah. Where it so, all starts. Yeah. So... What and if you hear some funny sounds in the background, that's that's my dog wandering around. So don't don't get nervous. So, uh, what exactly is an agave, Java? Well, it's uh, it's succulent. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's this plant that has evolved to live in extremely harsh environments. So has deserts. Been, yes, arid arid environments. Arid primarily. environments. Yes, and it has evolved to not lose water during the day, so it doesn't breathe. During the day, it only you're looking at me that. like you're about to laugh, like I'm going to make a urine joke, aren't you? Uh, yes, please. I'm don't. not going to make any urine jokes. Thank Keep you very going. much. Yeah. Anyway, so these plants also take a long time to grow. They take a long time to reach all their life. What, what's a long time? Well, it depends. There's uh, nobody really knows for sure how many biologies of agaves are. Okay, but at least two hundred. At least two hundred, yes, and. Anywhere between, I'll say, six, seven years to... Oh, I've heard three and four years for, like, Blue Weber. Yeah, like, farmed Blue Weber and tequila. I've heard three to four years. Oh, Lord. Well, maybe, like, in a very intense, very well-controlled environment, that that, that could happen. I I have, again, like, this is one of the areas where there's an infinite amount of questions... People have been yeah. studying this forever, and and not all the answers are out there. And sometimes they'll tell you fifty years. And whenever I hear fifty <laughs> years, I'm like, okay, so who in your family saw that little seedling coming out of the ground and marked that date? Like, I just I don't buy it. Well, it's because they put a little heart when, they, <laughs> when the mother and the father met, and that's how they and then can the grandmother, that. the yeah. grandfather, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You just funny. don't understand Mexican romanticism, Lou. That's I your really problem. Don't. I really don't. So, okay, so the agave then um, uh, it reaches maturity. What does that mean? It reaches maturity it, after f- three years to forty years. It, it means that it has 
has it has enough sugars to throw uh we call it kyote how just a small tree small stack from its middle that it's going to make flowers those flowers are going to create seeds and the guy's going to have the chance to reproduce so uh, basically what you're saying is when you reach maturity the whole point to like reaching maturity means that you are reproducing Yes. You are having sex for the first time. Yeah, but, you know, when you're trying to make mezcal, you don't care about that. You don't want that guy to reproduce, really. Well, you, you want, want you, some of them because you want, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, yeah. Want, you want to have more agaves for the future, but you, what yeah. you really want is that beautiful sugar. A beautiful in, sugar. Inside the agave. And you want it when it's, when you have the most, uh, like, when it's the most that it can possibly be in there. Got it. So why don't we ask our friend Carlos Mendez Blas to explain to us the point at which like, he recognizes that that agave is ready to be harvested. Let's go to Oaxaca and ask him. Okay. Well, it's, it's by uh, looking the agaves. So we harvest fully mature agaves. Either uh, uh, if there are, they are capones. So like after the kyote grows and we chop the kyote and we leave it there for a year, or before the kyote when when it's uh, we call it pabilo, when like the middle part where the go, uh, where the kyote is gonna form, it's uh, like very close, but before the kyote starts growing, otherwise it's gonna be soft. So we don't want we don't like to use it when the kyote is coming coming out already. So it depends. Uh, it, it could be six years, uh, ten years, twelve years, but uh, it depends on on the agave how long it's gonna take to to get mature. Because uh, uh, we've seen people using um, some some agaves that are not fully mature, so we can call it. Um, we, we we can say it's está cogolludo, which means it has lots of uh, the the middle part is too too big, so. Uh, the best part, the best one that we can use is, is uh, the capon because it has the more the more sugar content. Okay, so thank you very much for that, Carlos. This is Lubang back again, and uh, and what we just heard was a quote from our friend Carlos Mendez Blas talking about when an agave is ready to be harvested. We talked to Carlos who uh, who distills mezcal for both Cruz de Fuego and. Kikiriki? Kikiriki, which is the, <laughs> the typical talk, Yeah, the rooster yeah. chant in the morning. So we, we met up with Carlos uh, back in November of 2019 and had that conversation with him. Um, and, uh, and so now we're here talking about it, and that's when you harvest. Yes, and it's an art form, really, because, you know... Knowing when to harvest. Yeah, and, and he, was, he was extremely good at succinctly putting it but one thing is to know, and the other thing is to be able to see that in a complete actor. So not like it's it's definitely you you want to, you want someone that has been doing this for years and years, or while you're gonna be chopping down a lot of ripened agave that just don't have nice nice quality sugars and don't taste very well. And that's that's what it means to harvest, right? You're cutting off the pink as the leaves. Yes. And then it's it's not like a root ball; it's literally above ground. That you're chopping off that giant piña, that big, that big massive plant above ground. Yes, looks like a massive pineapple, and that's where all the good stuff and is. And that's what they call a piña. Yes. Okay, so that's going to cover us for uh, for agave and agave harvesting, and then in the next episode, we'll talk about what you do with that harvest agave. But in the meantime, 
Let's go to our uh, a segment that we're going to call Mexico Like a Pro, Pro Tips for Traveling in Mexico. Probably the most relevant part of our show. If you, people if, uh, if people want do what we want them to do, that is go to the source, I think this is the, the most useful part of our show, I will say. Yes, yes, fair enough. And so I think it's useful for everybody to know, and it took me years to figure this out, but it's useful for everybody to know that um, in Mexico, you do not put your toilet paper in the toilet. They should rename toilet paper in Mexico. You do not throw it inside the toilet. Yes. You use it to wipe your butt, and then you put it in a little basket next to the garbage can, next to the toilet. Usually overflown, usually, yes, it's not It's not a happy view. And every time I leave my hotel room, I leave it knowing there's a little piece of, of the best of, of me. Of you. Yes, <laughs> of the best of me, sitting in that garbage can, smelling up the room, and for, for years, uh, it made me feel disgusting. And that then- haunted you. Huh? Hunt, it it did. It's, it's like a, a little ghost turd floating in the air behind me throughout Oaxaca. And then uh, it dawned on me that there was a solution to this, and that solution is ass wipes, Chava. That, that sounds like a proper epiphany. Yeah. And uh, how did you come to this? Uh, I honestly can't say I remember how, but, uh, you know, so an ass wipe, basically like a baby wipe, but for an adult... Right? Is it bigger? Does it? It is bigger. In fact, uh, there's one brand that they boast of having the seven inch by seven inch, the forty nine square inch ass wipe. Um, so, so what you do with this? The reason you know what to do with it. The reason that I love it is instead of knowing that there's a piece of paper sitting back in my bathroom smelling like me, suddenly I feel like oh my ass is very pretty now because I've just wiped it with something that uh, that seeps out uh, aloe and vitamin E, and the thing that is now in my bathroom doesn't smell just like my poop. It also smells a little bit like aloe and vitamin E. You're a poet, Lou. Thank you. You are such a poet. And when you find yourself in rural Mexico, like it's good to have it just for, for your hotel room, but when you find yourself in rural Mexico between Palenque, sometimes you've got to make a stop in the desert, and it's really good to have these handy, not only for wiping the butt, but cleaning the hands after. And it's true because you'll be eating a lot of foreign food that might react to your stomach in mysterious ways. There you go. So yeah. you can't always control yourself. So pro tip, bring ass wipes. Okay, so that was my favorite thing to talk about. And what's your favorite thing to talk about, Java? Well, lately, I've been obsessed with check sales, as you know. Okay, so let's talk about our other singular objective. This is going to be the section where we talk about other things that we like that aren't agave. Talk about textiles. What do you love about textiles? Well, there's various things that I love about textiles. And I think there, I find a lot of overlap between agave spirits and textiles. The traditions, the culture, the materials, the obsessiveness with detail, the painstaking obsession of making something beautiful just because it's beautiful and it's not efficient. All that <laughs> stuff is also in the textile world. Like mm -hmm. I, I, the, probably the most beautiful piece that I own, it's probably took six to seven months to make. Mm -hmm. So it's one person's job. One person working for six to seven months. months to make a piece that every time I wear it, I, I feel like a, like a million dollars. Uh, and, and did you pay a million dollars for it? I paid a lot more than I could afford. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but it, but I, but I, I that's a big complaint that I have with you, Lou. You dress like bad. That's okay. I can dress like bad because I'm I'm already married. 
Yeah, and that poor woman has been complaining since the day you married her because She's you started got looking a lot like more uh, complaints about me than the clothes that I wear. Coney, I'll change this, and you'll be thankful forever <laughs> <laughs> about it. So, give me give me a story about somebody who makes textiles. Well, I guess one of my favorite examples is Remigio Mestas. He is probably the reason why we have access to heritage textiles in Oaxaca. Unlike Mezcal that was able to survive a lot of changes and a lot of transitions, textiles struggle a lot because they're very expensive. They take a a Mm -hmm. long time to make. So the labor of Remigio Mestas, you can find his little store by Don Santos when you go to Oaxaca City, was to go visit- By Los Santos. Exactly. And uh, he went to visit a lot of this community, a a lot of these people, sometimes just with books and said, you used to make this. Can you replicate it? And they're like, no, we don't have the materials. It's like, what materials do you need? We need cotton. We need uh, the materials for natural dyes. And he started planting the cotton, making the natural dyes, bringing all that back again. And it's been a labor that has cost him 30 years, but now he works with 500 families doing that. That honestly, Chava, that's an epiphany to me. You haven't expressed it to me that way before. He literally brought the cultural heritage back to these communities. And you've seen that in Mezcal sometimes. Oh, or like, yeah. or like, well, like similar, but... Yeah, I mean, a lot of times the, what I'm seeing is that the cultural heritage never disappeared. But I, you know, I honestly have to say there's a real beauty to that. I don't know that it would make me want to dress any better, but, um, but I appreciate it more. I suggest you check that beautiful piece of textile you have hanging on your wall. My wife's piece of textile, and I wear that for a couple of days and see how it makes me feel. And if it makes you feel pretty. Okay, well, well, there you go. I'll give that a try. And if it does make me feel pretty, I'll post a picture to our website. Yes. Okay, so I think we're going to call this episode a wrap. We're going to be back next episode, which for us is just going to be a couple minutes from now, to talk about uh, the roasting of agave, about the water projects that Lalo makes in Santa Catarina Minas, and then some third thing that we'll figure out in the next few seconds. Yes. Sounds good. See you, see you in a second, Chava. See ya. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lou Bank and Chava Peribán. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.net. Distributed by Heritage Radio Network, the best network in the world for podcasts about food, drink, and agriculture. Hey, Chava, are you feeling wild today? Or are you feeling a little more domesticated? Wild for the minute, but unfortunately, I'm locked in my house, so I'm actually feeling domesticated. The beauty is La Luna Mezcal de Michoacan has whatever you need to fit your feelings. So, you've had their cupriata, right? I have, yes, with a lot of pleasure. Yeah, it's great. And it's made in a very heritage way. Um, but then, have you had their chino, my friend? I haven't. Sure. So they're basically the same spirit. The difference is the cupriata is made from farmed cupriatas. The chino is made from wild cupriatas. Same process. Both of them made in a heritage way. Comes to this beautiful mezcal, wild or domesticated. So if you want to go wild, even when locked indoors, go check lalunamezcal.com. Prepare your nicest jicaritas and enjoy. Thank you for supporting Agave Road Trip. See you next time. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. 
Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. This program is powered by Simplecast.